The Hill Country Patriot. He's a native Texan, president of the Fredericksburg Tea Party, a student of Ben Franklin and John Locke, and he's a Christian conservative political activist. He's a true believer in the principles that this country was founded upon and comes to you every day to guide, advise, and lead you to become involved in the greatest political experiment in the history of our planet, self-governance. We don't get fooled again. He's Matt Long, and this is the Matt Long Show. Good morning, folks. So happy to be here with you on a beautiful Monday morning in the Hill Country. And, of course, it's Monday, and after uh, two weeks of... Uh, vacation. Of vacation, of uh, no no Angela Smith in the studio, we are so glad to be back together with you uh, Monday morning. How are you, Angela? I am having a great Monday morning, just ready to get going again, Matt. I'm Come telling off you, of a weekend you can't believe. I know it was. Uh, we had the uh, secret meet, secret squirrel Squirrels. meeting yeah. on Saturday. The uh, conservative leaders uh, uh, war, uh, conservative leaders uh, gathering um, that we do about quarterly, and apparently that was uh, really good. You yes. had you had Uncle Ted there. Ted Cruz was there, wasn't he? Ted was there. Yes, and. Uh, um, yeah. He had a lot of splaining to do. He did have some splaining to do. Yeah, you know, he came out and endorsed Governor Abbott um, back about, I don't know, I think it was about six or eight weeks ago, and a lot of us were just kind of stewing in our own juices um, oh, since oh, then. Oh, and they, and it's so gone to a boiling point. It's gone, gone to a boiling point. Yes. So he was... <laughs> he was um, there was an attempt to hold him accountable for that. There was, yes. They didn't attempt. They did it, but he kind of doubled down. He doubled down. On his friendship with the governor. And, you know, he... That didn't go over well. He did that same... <laughs> he made that statement when it came out. Um, he used the term. He said, I would be a real jackass if yes, I did not... Did. Mm-hmm. If mm-hmm. I did not stand by my <laughs> old friend... And unfortunately, you know, we say uh, we say this all the time that that uh, we send good guys up to Washington and Austin, and the majority of them at some t- time start souring like milk left out on the counter, don't they? That's right, Matt. That's the way it, it seems to go, and I completely understand this. Okay, you spend too much time in the swamp, you might start looking like a swamp creature. Yeah. It's just the way it is. Okay. And I guess I really had a lot of hopes that Ted wouldn't do that, but yeah. apparently he has. And uh, there were a lot of uh, conservatives that tried to hold him accountable. Conservative uh, leaders, conservative that are leaders, their tails off, right, to save our state and our country. Mm-hmm. And then he does does this, and he didn't have to. No, he could have kept silent. He could have. He they, that since they're such great friends, I said, why didn't they have a little convo? Uh, over the phone or over a glass of wine and, you know, come to some sort of agreement. Right. Maybe this wasn't a good time, and they could have just stayed what we call neutral. Stayed neutral yeah. on it, yeah. Just stayed out of it, you know. So, anyway, we could talk about that throughout the whole, whole show, but we're, we, we're real excited today. We have uh, Nubia Divine, candidate for House District 19, the newly drawn district that... Um, that the Fredericksburg Tea Party falls into. Both Angela and I live in House District 19. It's a Gillespie. Kind, I, I'm, I, I'm not. I'm even afraid to say anymore. Gillespie 
in Kendall, but not Comal anymore, right? I believe that's correct. Gillespie and Kendall, and then it went up and it carved out a little bit of Travis County. Because that's where Ellen and um, Mm -hmm. uh, Duda uh, comes from, Justin. Um, And so, listen, we've got a good candidate by the name of Nubia Devine, and we're going to have her on the phone here in a few minutes. Angela and I have known Nubia. I've known her for seven years. Did you get to know her first when she went to work for Kyle? Yes. That's when I met her. That's when you met her. All right. So, good woman. We're going to have her on the line here. Oh, by the way, the countdown begins. Uh, You're going to hear this every day. I come on the air. There's 83 days till early voting starts. It's hard to believe, but you're right. Yes, 83 days. I uh, did the uh, Duck Duck Go Go search and said, how many days from today till February 14th? Early voting starts on Valentine's Day. Valentine's Day, wow. Early voting starts on Valentine's Day. Primaries begin in 83 days. The votes for the primaries and how many we're going to keep talking about all the amazing candidates you have in the primary coming up, including Wednesday. We're going to have Wes Verdell on, who is also a House candidate. He's going to be coming into the studio with me on Wednesday. So we're looking forward to that. Wes has actually been a a guest on this program uh, before, and uh, he was in the uh, studio here about a year, year and a half ago. We're looking forward to having Wes Verdell back in here, and uh, he is also a candidate for House. Um, I believe the district is 53. Um, Andy Murr, where Andy Murr is yes. currently representing, is it 53? Yes. Okay, I tried to. Kerr. That would include Kerr County. Mm-hmm. And so Wes Verdell is uh, throwing his hat in the ring for uh, House District 53 and includes uh, Kerr County and all so many counties going out west. Yes. And um, and so here's an opportunity to find yet another good candidate in the primary. All right, let's quickly get to the calendar. Everything I have on the calendar is two weeks out. So if I just toss the date and the name out there now, worry not. We will get you all the details as we get closer. On Monday, the 6th of December, Mercy Gate Ministries is going to be having a fundraiser. We had Carla Solomon on here a few weeks back. Uh, Mercy Gate Ministry rescues women from sex slavery. And uh, they have a home here in Kerr County in very obviously a undisclosed location where they help uh, women who have been trafficked, um, who have been sold as slaves, uh, sex slaves. And um, so they're going to have a fundraiser on Monday the 6th. And on Tuesday the 7th, we the people, Liberty in Action, young adults, they have started another group in Kerrville of young adults. We the people, Liberty in Action, young adults, they're going to be having a meeting at Pint and Plow on Tuesday the 7th, and we'll get you all the details on that. But right now, need to give you a little bit of a Ben Franklin, and then when we get back, we'll have Nubia Divine, candidate for House District 19, on the phone with us so uh here we go this is uh you might want to think about this past weekend or about thursday um nothing more like a fool than a drunken man i guess that i guess they didn't have the the famous drunk chick when uh when poor <laughs> richard was around Maybe not. because i'm telling you there's if you think there's nothing more like a fool than a drunk man 
Yeah, <clears throat> the drunk chicks. Walk a, watch a few drunk chicks downtown That's right. Uh, that's right. Watch a few drunk chicks downtown in Fredericksburg. Folks, y'all stay tuned, and we'll be back with a very sober woman by the name of Nubia Divine. We are back. Thank you so much for staying tuned. It's Mondays. We have Angela Smith in the studio on Mondays. Hello again, Angela. Good morning again, Matt. So, um, and we have on the line with us right now a very special guest, someone Angela and I have both known for, <clears throat> we're trying to figure out, it's probably close to uh, seven years now. That sounds about right. We're, we're trying to yeah. figure out. And we first met Nubia Divine, who is now a candidate for House District 19. What an amazing name. Nubia, N-U-B-I-A. Yes. See that you can do, you can look, you can do your own search. Divine, D-E-V-I-N-E, Nubia Divine, candidate for House District 19. Good morning, Nubia. Good morning, Matt. Good morning, Angela. Thank you so much for having me today. Absolutely. So uh, you're on the road today, and uh, we were talking earlier. And you're gonna be you've got a you've got a pretty good sized family. You're gonna be spending Thanksgiving with how many kids do you have, Nubia? We have seven children. Seven yes. kids and four grandchildren as well. And proud, four proud. and four grandchildren. See, I did not know that about you until we were at the Charlie Kirk event, mm-hmm. and you and your oh. husband were there, and you had a daughter and a son there with you. And right. um, are are those the two youngest? Yes, they were the two younger ones. They get to still, to go with us um, uh, to events, and I think all the kids really have been campaigning since they were very little. <laughs> all right, the younger ones get to be with us now. And so, and and so, you have. Um, when we first met you, you were in Kyle Biederman's office, and frankly, we didn't know much about you then. Um, I, you were born in Colombia, but raised in Venezuela. How how old were you when you left Venezuela? If you don't mind asking. Yeah, I was about seventeen. Okay. Yeah. So mm-hmm. you were you were not there during uh, Hugo Chavez, I'm assuming. I don't know. That's correct. That's correct. Um, thank God um, I left before all that debacle happened. What I think most people don't realize is by the time we saw Chavez took power, that was 50 years of the Communist Party chipping away at the foundation of the country. Venezuela used to be, I think most people know, a very... A successful country, of course, because of the oil, and uh, it was a place where people could migrate easily, establish businesses, and become very successful. With little that we know, the Communist Party was chipping away at the foundation and winning the hearts of the people. Um, but it's very, ha- very sad. Uh, but it is a slow progression that people's hearts get convinced of a lie. And you know what we we've always heard clearly said that you know you can repeat a lie until people believe it and that's exactly what happened in venezuela people's uh you know classes were turned against each other scholar against against color and now we you know the nation is is completely destroyed thankfully not only am i not am i not there but the rest of my family migrated left so your family is all out you don't have any uh family still there wow no no so 
You know, I guess the first thought I have is, thank goodness nothing like this could ever happen in the United States or in Texas. Goodness gracious, Matt. That is exactly one of the reasons why I have decided to run. Because I have, uh, you know, I, we are at a wonderful time in our life as a family, you know, with our children grown. And uh, really, you know, a time to sort of enjoy the fruit of our labor. But, but the signs of what happened in Venezuela uh, are so... I mean, it's it's scary. It's really scary. It is a very precarious moment for for America, and uh, and we need to stop the insanity. And I think we all realize that perhaps the best way to do that is local. You know, obviously, Mm -hmm. uh, local action has national impact, and we need to have a very strong Texas for the nation. But we, in order to have a strong Texas, we have to have a strong, a strong cities, strong counties. And um, and I think we need to work, and we are, and you, I mean, I'm talking to you, talking to the choir, I have to say, going back to when we met, you and the Tea Party, your group was so faithful. I learned to love you guys because you guys were there every week. We saw you guys through legislation, and you guys were those people that were constantly present, working, uh, having your voice heard, coming up with legislation, and you are the faithful one. So thank you so much, because you guys are the type, the, the people that, that make America and make um, action possible and things happening in the legislature. Nubia, thank you for the, for the compliments. We appreciate that. That's what we're trying to do. The something I just realized, and you know, every now and then you get that aha moment. There was something that I realized some during the last month or so, as we've watched so many candidates. Of course, primary season is upon us, and we've watched candidates coming out of nowhere. And Angela and I both believe that when it comes to uh, the the primaries for the governor and lieutenant governor and many other races, we have a better choice better choices in this primary than I think I can ever remember. Angela, do you ever remember having this many good choices in a primary? No, no, I do not, Matt, and I keep telling everyone that. It's that this is so, it's exciting for a change, you know, to see the quality of our candidates this time. And so, Nubia, and we're adding you to that list. Yes, we are. (laughs) You're absolutely one of the candidates that we are just so excited about Here's the realization I've come to is that I've looked back, I've put all the candidates I've known previously into one of two categories. Those who are know what's going on up at the Capitol in Austin because they are there all the time. They are there either as activists or they're there as workers or they're there whatever. They, they are engaged even though they haven't been elected and then we run into candidates who are running, and you realize they've never done anything except run for office. And so you fall in that primary category. Tell me about you. I read one of your websites or some article about you that said you were a religious liberty um, fighter, um, uh, grassroots for religious liberty. Tell us about that. Tell us about your engagement in that. Yes. Well, I currently work with the Texas Pastors Council, and uh, what we've been working on is precisely to engage the church. I think uh, America has been founded on, on, on the Bible. It's been founded on, on these moral principles that make, even as you see, the three branches of government, makes you fear of Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. But the church is to be sold uh, to the earth. 
And uh, and unfortunately, we've seen, you know, the churches just a step back and unwilling to say something. So we've been working, trying to get pastors engaged to remember that even though politics has become so, so toxic, that government was a God idea, that everything belongs to God, and government in the hands of good people is wonderful, as much as a gun, right? Mm-hmm. But in the hands of a bad person, it can be destructive. So we need to engage the church, not only, I mean, I was shocked uh, to hear uh, that 20, only 25 to 30% of the church actually votes. Mm-hmm. And that is shocking to me, because it is us who need to make sure that we have good elected officials so that they can make good, and we can have good legislation, good laws that are good for the individual, that are good for freedom, for families, for cities, for states, for the entire country. And then again, a strong America can be a blessing to the world. I mean, to, to think of America first is it's, um, it's, it's not just a selfish idea, but it's good to the rest of the world. So, so working with pastors has been, um, I mean, it's, it's, it's really been, it's, it's a difficult, it's challenging, but at the same time, when they are engaged and they catch that vision, then they can get their churches involved and, again, engage people in voting. It's not telling people how to vote, but to have biblical, a biblical worldview <laughs> that allows you to be engaged. So yeah. I've, I've, uh, wor- I've been working with the Pastors Council for quite a few years now. I also started the Esther's Council, which is sort of the, the women's uh, part of the ministry with pastors' wives and women in ministry. And I'm in the, on the board of several ministries as well, um, uh, with, with pastors as well. Vision America, and um, well, it's actually America Now, um, another ministry that started from Houston, so I'm on the board of that organization as well. So um, we're going to need to take a short break, but do you have a website, Nubia, we can send folks to during the break? Yes, it's nubiadevine.com, just like my name, N-U-B-I-A-D-E-V-I-N-E.com. Nubiadevine.com. Y'all go check that out during the break. I will pull it up as well. Um, one one uh, quick question for you about the pastors, because... Um, over the last seven or eight years, I've made several attempts with uh, local pastors in the Hill Country, and frankly, I'm, my batting average is around two, two, 150 or 200 right now. What What is it when you do sit down with a pastor that says, Nubia, that sounds really great, but I can't get my church involved? Do, do you get that answer every now and then? Yes, every now and then. I mean, there's some that are absolutely fabulous that have been fighting actually for a long time and that are unafraid to speak up. But I just simply always, my question is, where is the church in all of this as we speak of the issues? And then I ask you, is life a political issue or is it a biblical issue? Is marriage? And then again, it's taxes. And it is, you can go down the line with every issue and God has an answer for all of it, because there's nothing new under the sun. So God has an answer for all of that, and all of that is under the authority of God. So I try to bring, remind them that, you know, you don't, don't let the, the, the idea of politics keep you out of speaking on the issues, mm-hmm. because we have, I mean, the authority is from God, and we have a duty. I believe that pastors have a duty to, to train. I mean, yes, you, you protect your, your sheep. But you don't let him go off the slaughter, uh, to mm. the slaughter when you keep them ignorant. So you have to, I mean, my, one of the scriptures we all are, are very aware of is, my people 
perish for lack of knowledge. Mm. And this is one area where our people is perishing. So we gotta and we gotta continue to encourage them and engage them. Being a pastor is extremely difficult in a very very hostile culture now more and more toward Christianity. But for precisely for that, you guys stand even more firm and mm. unapologetic and speak of God and His values and bring them back into government. Nubia, we need to take a short break. Are you, can you stick with us through the break and come back for, for a little more? Absolutely. <laughs> All right, folks. Um, hang in there. Nubia Divine, uh, candidate for House District 19. Nubia Divine, N-U-B-I-A-D-E-V-I-N-E.com. NubiaDivine.com. Go check it out during the break, and uh, we'll be right back. Y'all stay tuned. Folks, we are back. Thank you so much for staying tuned. I have Nubia Divine, candidate for House District 19, which is um, uh, currently, uh, listen, it's so confusing. Um, Kyle Biederman is still my representative until January uh, January of 23. Um, however, the... Um, did I get that right? He's still my he is still my representative till January of twenty three. Is he not, um, Nubia? Yes, that's correct. That's correct. And so um, we've um, and so there you go. Uh, but in the primaries coming up, by the way, that's eighty three days till early voting starts. Eighty three days. Early voting starts on um, Valentine's. And Valentine's Day, Matt. So that's a good reminder. We're going to keep the men reminded about um, Valentine's Day because every day on my program we're going to give a countdown of uh, how long until early voting and Valentine's Day starts. And listen, I don't know if you've ever been to HEB on Valentine's Day at about 5.15. Yes, I have. <laughs> Nubia, have you ever been to HEB on Valentine's Day at 5.15? How about then? Yes, it gets pretty crazy. It, it, has to go. <laughs> you see all these men in their work clothes, and they've got that one bunch of HEB flowers or something <laughs> in their hand, and and something, some, you know, they've obviously just remembered it was Valentine's Day. So we're gonna we're gonna keep all my listeners. There's not a one of them gonna be in uh, online in HEB on Valentine's Day because that's the day early voting starts in the primaries so um you're going to get out and about i'm assuming throughout um uh, the uh, this district um do you have any i know you said this week was going to be with family <clears throat> but you're going to keep us updated on uh, your website and where and when you're going to be in the hill country because a lot of people need to meet you in person Yes, and, and I've been visiting with the different Republican women clubs and the Republican Party at the different, at different counties. And, you know, we have wonderful friends like you guys in, in Fredericksburg, and, of course, Kyle has been just wonderful. And um, so, yes, I will be going to every, every event in, in all of the counties. Obviously, I want to be able to meet with people uh, in the different counties just to, just to have conversations about the things that people care. I think there is... A lot, you know, there's issues that, that 
goal across the state, you know, issues on the border and, of course, medical freedom and, uh, you know, Second Amendment issues. There's a lot of issues that are that we're all interested. But, of course, we need to talk about what what are our major concerns as uh, as our county? What are what does the Hill Country care for? And and I think what I love about the Hill Country is that you know we we remain to have, have with those strong values of you know God, family, country, and it is what's in the in the core of my being, and it is about protecting life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. So I, I believe we can really have an impact locally. And yes, I want to meet as many people as possible. I will let you know. Uh, and the schedule is going to get only busier, of course, um, after Thanksgiving for maybe a couple of weeks. And then, you know, people are going to be busy with uh, Christmas and the rest of the holidays, and we want to respect that time. And then January, we'll uh, get back on the road and, and meeting people everywhere. So, Nubia, this is Angela. Um, you know, let me just circle back to talking about uh, maybe the, the uh, issues and uh Kind of give us an idea of what your priorities are as you kind of go forward into the campaign, and maybe even sort of uh, give us an give us some input on uh, what you think of the RPT priorities. Yeah, well, you know, I like I said, I mean, there's some that I that seem like a no brainer, right? Securing the Texas border. Yes, I mean, I I am shocked. I mean, we, we should be able to see the, all these building materials that have been, have been abandoned on the border and finish the wall that President Trump has done. Do you think that's a no-brainer? Right. It should already be done. Be done. Uh, obviously, uh, medical freedom. Uh, I, it isn't the role of government or, or businesses, really, for that matter, to, to mandate medical procedures. Correct. I think it, does, it violates the most, yes. It violates the most, uh, most fundamental constitutional rights, and that has to be stopped. Um, I am very concerned, of course, about, um, uh, you know, the, 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 the issues with the CRT and what is being taught in the school. Part. You know, we've got to protect parental rights and protect children. The stuff that is happening now with the mutilation of children, mm-hmm. and it's just unbelievable. I wake up, I think we all wake up and think we're on a twilight zone. Mm. But things like are not only happening in the nation, but they are happening in Texas. And, and, you know, the federal government is so big, but we have the possibility of having an impact locally. So we've got to make sure that everything from the legislature is strong. We need to have unity in the legislature, which I know is a challenge. Um, it's a challenge to find unity anywhere today. Mm. But, but we think that when it comes to freedom, I was talking to you guys early about being at this big event of um, Reawaken America. Mm. And General Flynn was there, like people from all over the state. I think I was, I was really uh, very encouraged to see that people were there united for freedom. Uh, America first, freedom. Mm-hmm. It was faith again, family, and freedom. Yeah. And I think it was huge because it was people from every culture uh, that united on those values. And I really had this feeling of, wow, this is really what America is about. It was what united us, not what divided us. Of course, the left is bent on bringing division uh, amongst us, and we need to be on the other side saying, no, there is something much greater than the individual, and it is uh, this unity, and um, I-, I love Texas. I love what we represent. So, yeah, we're going to be talking about these issues, of course, election integrity. Mm-hmm. I mean, if we do not have um, an election that we can trust, 
um, I mean, how do we move from here? So I think it's very, very important that we make a ballot uh, harvesting a second-degree felony. I believe we should. And we also should have forensic audits. That's the only way to reassure uh, that the, the peop- you know, the people's vote counts. So those are some of my priorities. But all of that is so important. And I, you know, and, and, and I think there is so many organizations that are working very, very um, methodically and, and building support. And we just need to unite forces because um, uh, those are very, very big issues. So you said something about trusting the election. We've had a few people, not many, not many, so don't get discouraged, but we've had a couple of people who'd said, who have said, what's the even the point in voting? Because I don't even know if, if, if I, I can't trust the election, so why even bother to vote? What do you say to someone who says that? Well, well, if you don't vote, then you just, you know, it worked. The, the trick of lying to you worked. And that's exactly what the left is counting on, to discourage our side. Because I guarantee you, they're going to go vote. And they're, they're going to do beyond that. I mean, the one thing we learned with the last election is that people are willing to burn the house down. It used to be that both parties have the same idea. Well, we thought they were working toward one goal um, yes. to make in America great. That's not the case anymore. The left is out to, to, uh, to construct a new America that is a leftist communist America. And we in the Republican Party are working methodically to keep America strong and and to be this constitutional republic. It is a republic for a reason. What the founders did and created was something just extraordinary in this, in this Republican um, constitutional republic. And we need to fight for that. So no, do not believe the lie. Unfortunately, they have you know, they have the, the, the airwaves, and thank God you guys are in the airwaves. Uh, but just don't believe the lie. You know, we know Satan is the master of deceit. Please don't believe the lie. we got to vote in, in greater and greater numbers. No, do not be discouraged. Go vote. Work hard. Uh, you know, we trust in a God that is an amazing big God. We can't just stand back and let the other ones take, take charge. Because they are. I mean, we're seeing that from these draconian laws that we're having to leave to, to, to well, not live under, but certainly being put on, on, on society today. And the only way to stop that is by taking action. You know, you can't just feel sorry. you got to go and fight. Mm. So, no, we fight with everything we got. All right. That's a, I think that's a really good answer. Um, you've been, you've, listen, you've given us a good 20 minutes of hope and, and in the future and, uh, I think you believe in the republic, and I think you believe that we still that we can still turn this big ship around, and definitely we can turn it around in Texas. But I got to bring this back down to um, I, I just got to I, I hate to do this, but um, the dysfunction of the Texas House. You are running for a seat in the Texas House that is apparently under the control of the Republicans, but you wouldn't know that by the leadership in the House. How do you, I'm sure you've given this some thought, but um, what do you see as maybe solving the, the dysfunction of the leadership in the Texas House? Or or maybe you don't think it's dysfunctional. Talk to us a little bit about the about the leadership in the Texas House. Uh, well, you know, we have some 
wonderful people. We have some very committed believers and people who believe in this, con- you know, re- you know, this constitution and, and that want to support that. But they need reinforcements. I would start with say we need reinforcements. Part of the reason I'm running is because they need reinforcements. We need more and more people that believe these values, that love America, that love God, family, country, to run and to take those positions. Because what has happened is good people have decided to stay out of it. Uh, because it's so corrupted, right? The whole idea is so corrupted. Politics is corrupted. Well, the only way, the only way to change that is putting good people there. So, you know, like I said, unity is a very difficult thing because, you know, can we even find a unity in the church, you know? Mm. Uh, and so, but, but I think we need to be able to bring consensus. I believe that maturity allows you to do that. I think I have raised a family with seven kids and having been in ministry and then doing, you know, you know, being active in the Republican Party, I mean, has given me, and of course, working for the legislature, for city council, I mean, I've worked for, in many areas, and you learn that, uh, you, you don't have to compromise your values, but you learn to work with the other side and to negotiate. I, be, I don't believe in compromise, but I do believe in negotiating. And I think we need to do that. But again, I think the more, the more of us, this, the more we're able to, be, have a strong coalition that will then give some backbone to those weak Republicans that are on our side and then create a, a larger coalition in order to make the agenda from the Republican Party happen. But there is a strength in numbers, and I believe we need to work on that. And, you know, think, I believe we have to be a voice of reason. We have reason. We have to have faith, and we have to have passion and we have to have conviction, and we have to have reason, all of that. I mean, we're told to, you know, to love God with all of our heart and all of our mind. So it includes all of that. And I think we need to bring that also as we go and work with other legislators. I think we can go across the, to the other side. There is actually some people in the Democrat Party that are pro-life, that are, you know, that have these values. And I think even me, as a, as a Hispanic, coming from a Latin background, I think we can go across and find some of all the, all those other people that, that have some of those very, at the core, uh, conservative values that line up exactly with American values. And we can work with them uh, without compromising ours. Nubia, I, I, I love what you... need to compromise ours. Right. I, sorry to butt in there, but I do love what you said, um, that you want to... There's, there's a place to negotiate in Austin. Yes. But you don't yes. have to compromise away no. your values and principles when you do that. Absolutely. And I really like, I want to kind of, yeah, go back. I love that, what you just said, because I don't think that we, un- we don't understand the difference between those two things. But there is a very, there's a big difference yeah. there. And um, if the yeah. electorate will put somebody in place like yourself who understands negotiating, t- dialoguing, but not compromising yes. away, then we're going to have exactly. some real have strong leadership there in you. So, exactly. Nubia, um, Nubia I just got it open, and uh, yes. there's a picture. There's an awesome picture of your family there. I'm assuming that you have discussed all of these ideas with your family, and that they are in full support of you. Uh, pretty much giving up the next. Well, when you win this election, you're you're giving up your pretty much your life from here through the next two or three years, and and is your family all on board with that? 
And uh, and one more comment, but we need to close this up. There's some pale white guy standing behind you over your right shoulder. So uh, <laughs> t- tell us, is your family uh, behind you and uh, that, that kind of pale guy standing behind you in the picture? Tell us a little bit about him. Yes, yes, absolutely. My entire family, you know, we're one of those families that are not afraid to sit at the table and have all these conversations about faith and family and country and politics, all of that. We all are always talking about that, and all my children are extremely concerned. So they are always saying, what are we going to do? So it's like, okay, Mom, then you're going to do something about it. (laughs) Uh, So we've been raising patriots that love America and all these values, and of course I am so proud to be married to Justice John Devine, who now serves all of Texas and the Texas Supreme Court. He is an amazing husband and father and an amazing um, justice in the Supreme Court. He is, uh, I would call him the most conservative judge on the court, and I'm so proud for all the decisions he's making, and uh, he's wanting to make sure that Texas continues to be such a strong state so that people come to Texas and invest and, and, and raise families and, and to have a very strong Texas. And I think our, our Supreme Court is doing a magnificent job. Nubia, it's been great to have you on here. We've gone over time, um, but you're always welcome on this program. And I'm sure between now and the next uh, 83 days, we're going to have you uh, in uh, on the radio again and also be have the ability to introduce you to folks here in uh, House District, uh, the newly drawn House District 19. Nubia, thank you again for taking the time today to, to visit with us. Well, thank you both, Matt and Angela. You are wonderful. You are patriots, and thank you so much because you are the people that make, the, 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 the make change happen. Well, thank you, Nubia. Thank you. All right, yes. folks, we're going to take a short break, and uh, we'll be right back after this. Folks, we are back. Thank you so much for staying tuned. You were just listening to Nubia Divine, candidate for state representative in House District 19. That's the newly drawn district. And before you think maybe I was being disrespectful by using our first name or referring to uh, Supreme Court Justice uh, uh, Divine as, you know, the pale white guy, um, we know, I know them personally and have for a long time. Oh, I've yeah, shared we're all meals. We're, we're, we've shared meals. We've, uh, we've been together. We've, uh, and so they're, they're, please, uh, I'm, I'm not a disrespectful, uh, radio host. Um, but, uh, these are, these are all good people. Tell us a little bit, Angel. We don't have a lot of time, but tell us a little bit about the, Yesterday was a COVID-19, the Texas COVID-19 summit. Summit, And we're going to have to, listen, we sent out an email with attempting to get links to that. We had almost no notice on it. Um, And then it ended up that the, you might have gotten the links to work. I couldn't. um, But uh, we did, I did finally found it on uh, the Epic Times. Right. Right. And uh, since I'm a subscriber, I don't know if you could watch if you could have watched it without having a subscription. I don't know because I have one. Um, but I'm gonna keep. We're gonna. I'm gonna look for the copies of that. There were several. Uh, we heard from what nine, ten, eleven different doctors. Yes. 
that had every and and these weren't like you know the homeopath from the log cabin out in the woods uh, you know no. they're, they're no, might no, no, no. they're and you know they these weren't crystal healers or you know <laughs> i and I, no disrespect towards those people but this was there science were science these joanne were, called were, it science yeah there were virologists there were epidemiologists yes. there were experts people who have actually been the go-to folks for the federal government for many years of, of course and, yes and so these were not just uh these were just not some loony out in the woods uh anti-vaxxers these guys laid out some really really good evidence yes and if you could put it in one let we'll do a q a angelus should uh, children um get a vaccine no no you do you want to expound on that yes okay what's the should children get a vaccine let me just say <laughs> number one number one these are experts in their fields cardiologists mm-hmm. virologists pathologists whatever whatever experts like you said matt who have been called upon to give expert testimony in years past right the, With, in the federal government yes at, at, at the at, yeah are, now, they are they're they've done peer they uh, i'm not i don't know all of it but they've they've written peer-reviewed uh articles etc etc right so Mm -hmm. they are at the tops of their field they are disgusted by the fact that we are thinking that children 5 to 12 should be vaccinated why because there is absolutely no evidence that children need this shot Mm -hmm. and what we are seeing in children are cardi are myocardial myocardial problems yes we're not doctors Myo- yes, i'm sorry and i, are I not wish doctors. i had that word in front of me myocardial they are uh, uh swelling in the tissues yes. of the heart damage of the heart damage of the heart damage that the heart. does not go away ever ever the rest of their life it will most likely cut their lives short and it will definitely uh cut the activities in that these children will be able to do in ha- I mean, they won't yeah. be able to run, run around play, in the front yard, play sports, play, play football, sports, yep. any of this kind of thing. And they are seeing this is mushrooming mm. amongst children already. And if you see the propaganda on television telling you that there is mild myo, myo, My, mild myocardial, yeah, something so, like that. Mild, there, this, like this pediatrician said, there's nothing mild at all about heart damage. Yeah, there's nothing mild. The, so when they fact, attach that, that word, it's almost like a an oxymoron. Yes, does that make sense? Yeah. So um, it, it that was my takeaway is that they are coming for your children, children. and um, you must must be in the know about this. Do not, folks, don't give this shot to your children until you've done your research. Yes. Yes. And once you've done your research, you won't give it to them. You won't. You know, this is one of those issues where, in fact, I, I was able to listen. I was able to tune in to all but one, the very first speaker, because I couldn't find it right away because the link I sent out didn't work. <laughs> so yeah, well. my apologies. Uh, so when I finally found it, um, I had missed the first one. But one of the things I found kind of interesting is that one, the, one of the reasons they want you to, to immunize children is there because they know that children are not dying from this. It, we've had 400 deaths of children since this entire thing started. Mm-hmm. 
400, I believe. And and you'd say, well, 400 is a lot, but every single one of those 400 had a a comorbidity that was very serious. In fact, you could say all but five or six of those children, all but five or six of them died with COVID. Sure. But not because That's of the correct. COVID. Right. And so we're forcing this shot onto every child in mm-hmm. the country and they don't even get sick That's from right. COVID. Right. Now, what they're telling us, well, we have to do that to protect the elderly people. Because, they see, say. they're going to carry those, those nasty children are going to carry those nasty germs back in the house. I, and I, for the first time, I heard the term used yesterday, human shields. Yes, that's what they are. That's the word they're using. Human <laughs> shields. Language. You're, we are turning our kids into human shields you know when the uh, uh the the uh the, the the radical muslims in uh, the middle east when they set up a place to uh, bomb to shoot their rockets into israel mm-hmm. they always put a bunch of women and, and children, children around yes. that yeah. and we say that is disgusting right that's what we say about mm-hmm. the the radical muslims who say that and yet here we are we're putting our children mm-hmm. up as human shields. Mm-hmm. Human shields. It was it it these these experts are beside themselves of, of what they see going on in their own medical community. And yes. and listen, let me tell you, it was they were the out. It, it was hard for several of them to even contain their outrage. I know yes. one of the one of the 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 woman who is a pediatrician. Yes. Towards the end. She was livid. I mean, you could tell her she couldn't even talk about um, the, you know, having a, a six-year-old take a shot, take the jab, without her just. Uh, it, you could just see it on her face. It, it was yeah. just internal anger and frustration. They, that they listen when they say they have no uh, research to determine what the outcome will be in these shots on kids, but we just got to give them to our kids to find out. Yeah, that's what they. <laughs> literally that, say. cdc said that yes they said no we you, don't know because why we be? we didn't research it we didn't research it mm-hmm. on, children, on children on pregnant right. women right so why wouldn't you be outraged especially as a pediatrician when someone shows up thinking this is a good idea it's outrageous listen i'm going to try to pull some of that uh audio out um i will find it and make sure you get a hold of it but i need to end end with some scripture here tonight <clears throat> this is pretty important uh that t- tonight today i'm not there yet we're not there yet um i'm going to go to luke 13 6 through 9 and uh, i did not have my bible open and so here i'm scrambling quickly luke 13 6 through 9 and he began to tell this parable Uh, a man had a fig tree which had been planted as in his vineyard and he came looking for fruit on it and he did not find any and he said to the vineyard keeper behold for three years i've come looking for fruit on this fig tree without finding any cut it down but uh the um the uh, vineyard keeper said no one more year and then we'll dig it up that's four years that's two sessions folks two sessions if your representative doesn't bear fruit in two sessions cut it down cut it down find a new one y'all stay tuned for lorraine we'll see you tomorrow